there is this, uh, I think, this movie that is out and has been for several years, at least since I can remember as a child, so probably maybe 10, 15 years, that this movie has been, <laughs> that this movie has been out that I think for us defines our secular approach to God. And the movie, I'm sure some of you have seen it, it's called Bruce Almighty with Jim Carrey, and he goes in search of God, and he finds himself in this warehouse, and he's yelling out God's name, God, God, where are you? And of course, he's in the ceiling, he's doing work, and he comes down, and he says, what do you want? The idea that God is someone that we search for, I think, is the wrong way of looking at who God is. I think if we look at the covenants that God has offered us, as well as the covenant today that we hear from the book of Exodus, we see that God is not someone that we as human beings are in search of. Rather, God comes to us. In the first covenant with Adam and Eve in the garden, God the Father came to them, gave them life, created them out of nothing, and set them out to multiply, to have life. And there's only one thing he asked them to do, which was not to eat the fruit of the forbidden tree. Why was it, do you think, that he asked them to do this? Because God, in this very moment, gave humanity one of the greatest and most terrifying gifts that he possibly could give to each of us, free will. The ability to choose good over evil. And of course we see in this first covenant with Adam and Eve that they chose evil over God. And as such they were cast out from the Garden of Eden. But in that very moment of being cast out, God actually provided them with the first moment of mercy. Which is, he did not put them to death. And as such... He even promised them a Savior would come, that God's redemption would be at hand. And of course, with the covenant of Abraham, where Abraham is going and he's prepared to sacrifice his only son for God, God comes to Abraham and says, No, do not sacrifice him, for I will provide the sacrifice. A foreshadowing, of course, of Jesus Christ. With Noah, God permits Noah and his family followers to live in the great waters of the flood. Mercy is given them. And here, with the covenant of Moses, the law. Imagine what it would have been like for Moses to experience this being on top of the mountain and looking out and seeing this burning bush engulfed in flames, but somehow yet remaining, not being consumed. And as he gets closely, he hears, perhaps in the whisper of the wind, Moses, Moses, I know what I would have done. I would have hightailed it out of there. But Moses recognizes that something amazing is happening. 
And his response is simple. Not knowing who's he, who he is responding to. He says, here I am. And God says, come no nearer. Remove the sandals from your feet. For the place where you stand is holy ground. And then he tells Moses who he is. I am the God of your fathers. The God of Abraham. The God of Isaac. The God of Jacob. What a beautiful beautiful gift God has given to Moses, coming to him in that burning bush, offering him the tablets of the law of God, first and foremost, to have no other God before him. But I think what is most beautiful here is God shows, in some ways, his identity. He gives the gift of being able to be called a name. For as human beings, we use names to define things. Father, table, microphone. We define things by those names. And God limits himself in some way by giving us the name I am. He comes down to our level. He allows us in our human understanding to some way see who he is. I am. I am has sent me to you. The God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, the God who created the heavens and the earth, and all in between has come to Moses, and Moses is sent by that God to the people of Israel. And why is it? that God comes to Moses because he hears the cries of his people. He is moved with compassion and love for the people whom he has created, the people who over the years have constantly turned their back and chosen evil over good, the people who God the Father still has faith in, hears the cries, and comes to them. And of course we see, again, in the new covenant, the fulfillment in Jesus Christ. So we come from the Garden of Eden, with that gift of free will, choosing evil over good. Seven times God comes to us and offers us covenants, promising us, that he will come to us over and and over again because he recognizes our need for him, then finally sends us the greatest gift of all, himself and his only begotten son. We come from the law of Moses, from the waters of the great flood, from the line of Abraham to Jesus Christ. Each and every time God has come to us, he has called us to respond. In the gospel reading today, we hear the words of that Savior, the words of God the Son, speaking to his disciples about something that in the day was a great deal to them. 
which was the sin of the people. And ultimately, he, the disciples come to him and says, tell him about the blood that Pilate has mingled with the sacrifices, saying that these Galileans, basically, because their blood was mingled by Pilate, because they were killed, that they deserved it because of their sin. We still don't get it, do we? That it's not our sin who defines who we are, but God himself. Do you think that the, because the Galileans suffered in this way, they were greater sinners than all the other Galileans? By no means. But I tell you, if you do not repent, you will all perish as they did. Every single one of these covenants that God has established with his people requires a response from the people he has established it with. We are in the covenant of Jesus Christ, And the response that we are called to give is to repent and to believe. We are not defined by what we do, but rather by who we are. But what we do does, in a way, give a good indication of who we are. My brothers and sisters, as we live in this world, as we respond constantly to God who comes to us over and over and over again, desires to be with us, hears our cries, desires to respond to our own needs. All he asks is that we use this gift of free will for good, to choose to love, to choose to offer mercy, to choose God. So, let us remember who we are, first and foremost, which is God's beloved sons and daughters, brought into his family by his choice because of a desire to love us. And let us recognize that who we are is good, that God created good in us, and that we are all called to respond to that goodness by responding to God. As we continue throughout this Lenten season, as we continue even throughout this Mass, let us approach Jesus Christ, true body, blood, soul, and divinity upon this holy altar as people who desire to follow God, people who desire goodness, truth, mercy, justice, peace, love, and sacrifice. Let us be like Moses who responded so promptly to God our Father as he called him by name, Here I am.